0: All right, so this is going to be a little interesting. I'm actually going to talk about the more. It's going to be about dating. (laughs) It's going to be about dating, but it's actually going to be very interesting because. It's going to be from the aspect of a, you know, person like me, right? I'm single, but. It's. So I guess I'm you know, I'm the perfect person to talk about this and at the same time not, but let's you know, let's talk about it. So the phenomena of dating, it's interesting because it you know, it's actually changed a lot, right, in the course of history. Right? There's you can you know, there's so much avenues to which to meet meet people now. But at the same time it's also it's also um difficult. And and the reason why I, I guess I will say difficult is because well you have to comport you have to compartmentalize yourself into a an image, right? And so this this image is what you define as, as you. and you know in my experience the the women that i've talked to it's always been on the premise of we should have some kind of commonality the real question is what kind of commonality should we have you know should should we like the same music should we like the same foods should we like all these things and have these commonalities? You know, just to I mean, just to kind of share some experiences. I do remember talking to a girl where she said that she wasn't sure how it would how it would pan out between her and I because actually I'm more of a I'm more of a homebody, right? And she's more of a She likes to go out. And I actually found that very interesting. She basically had weighed the whole prospect of the relationship on this soul value of the fact that I was more of a homebody and she was more of an outside person. Now, in response, I, I did say that, you know, I am relatively I am relatively easygoing in, in terms of I wouldn't mind going out, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't mind going out and outside and hanging out and so on. I don't mind those things. But I realized that it wasn't enough to convince on that on that kind of subject matter and uh and then I'll give you guys another example. There's another girl recently actually she well actually yeah yeah, there's another girl she um She, she told me that she found me interesting, right? But when I messaged her, she said that I didn't live up to that image. She said that I actually gave the most plain message I could have done. And that I was just not being interesting like as she thought I was interesting through my profile, right? Which, this is really like we need to actually pay very close attention to this because you see what's really intriguing about this is that i failed to live up to my image in some sense right but for me actually i did not <laughs> i did not fail to i did not fail to live up to my image i didn't What she failed to perceive in in some sense is that, well, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm a person that is horrible at small talk, actually. Right? I'm a person that's horrible at small talk. And I do remember admitting that to her. And she said, well, then just talk to me like, you know, you would without it. But see, and, that, and then that's when the paradox came in, into the, the picture, right? The moment she said that, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do that way. But there's also this increasing pressure to have to almost in some sense live up to my image. And there was a lot of pressure to, to live up to that image. You know, she claimed she found me interesting, and yet I was immediately stuck within a container to be interesting and, and live to my live to be my interesting kind of being. In some sense, you could say, "My own image betrayed me." right You could say that. To be honest, it's not that I was trying to be interesting. It was that she actually imposed an image upon me through the identity that she found me interesting. And so when I failed to live up to those interestingness, she lost interest. Right. This is going to be very important between the person, the image, and the... The other in some sense, I think it's actually very good to say it like this: There is always three people in a relationship because what the battle is going on between or even in the prospect of dating is that on a individual in a individual perspective, what occurs is that. What I mean that there's always three people in a sort of uh, prospect of dating or in a relationship is that there's always an image between between us, right? It's the one that I I impose upon her and it's the one that she imposes upon me. But again, the funny thing is The funny thing is it's still the same image because the image itself is like a a mirror, right? So it's not like two people and two images. No, it's it's a mirror. It's definitely a mirror. Um, And we could use uh, psychoanalysis to address this, but I think to kind of use just more common language and to kind of understand it, Without having to go into that field necessarily, you know, just for regular people that listen, is that yes, we do live our lives by these images. And that the funny thing is, you don't control the image, you don't possess the image. That's what's really interesting. And, you know, that's why discourse is necessary but at the same time it's like the image is the only thing that allows you the discourse in the first place right and just to go back to exa- to go back to the example right the girl found me interesting so there's the image right the image of interesting right along with my face and so on the image of interesting and then i failed to be that image and then she stopped talking to me Right. Now, this this isn't one sided. Okay. I've done it to other people too, so I just want to make that clear. It's like this is not like me hounding on like people to like what people have done to me and so on. It's nothing like that. What I'm trying to address is that when we talk about dating and we talk about relationships and we try to talk about love. There is something that is deeper and more subtle that we battle in every single moment when we try to get to know another person, either through dating or while in a relationship. And that battle is always with the image and the real person it is always that battle right and you know i'm probably the worst person actually when when i look at it to for i i'm probably the worst person to actually entertain the idea of dating or in, in the game of dating just because in some sense like It's a curse to know how it functions. <laughs> and then you realize that you don't really want to be a part of it. Which is very fascinating because recently I remember a girl messaged me and she said, she said, uh, it was actually very humorous actually, she said, I really like everything that you've said about yourself. But I just want to say I'm not interested in any of those things that you're interested in, but I am interested in the fact that you're interested in it. And so, and, and that was her. That was her message to me. But, and so you know, and to me that's fine. You know, that's good. That's actually very good. I think that's a very good response because, you see. What she acknowledges is that we don't have to have this kind of commonality, right? But, so, and so in a sense I kind of respond in that, in that manner, right? I say, well, you know, differences are good. That means we have something to teach each other, right? And, and then the girl responds and she says, She says, wow, I'm not surprised. You've made something negative and you turned it Positive. Now, that statement is a little confusing to me, and, uh, and I'll give you reasons why. Well, I found it confusing because she called it negative. See, she was already, in some sense, she, she, couldn't, she couldn't quite understand, actually, what that message revealed to me. And, of course, we can always say that I'm reading between the lines, but what really, uh, let's just kind of hypothetical. Let's just play it, right? I'm kind of analyzing her, you know, whatever, it's fine. (laughs) Uh, But just, well, let's just see if it's convincing How about that. Okay, so she says that she's not interested in what I'm interested, right? But she's somehow interested in the fact that I'm interested in these things, right? But here, a kind of slip happens, right? She doesn't know that it's a slip because what actually she says is that the fact that we don't have a commonality is a negative, right? Now, she either realizes this consciously or doesn't realize this, or or it's unconscious, right? But nonetheless, it was said, right? She said, wow, you've made something negative and you turn it positive, which is, it really kind of took me back a little bit because, one, I didn't see it negative. Clearly, I didn't see it as negative. But she did, yet yet right here here's the yet yet she tr- she chose to encounter right to pursue me in some sense right so it's either that she she unconsciously is striving towards me and doesn't quite understand why which kind of makes sense because Consciously, she she believes it's a negative thing that we don't have this kind of commonality, or we don't share this kind of commonality. Which to me, it's just interest, right? But you know, this is something that actually takes a very long time to to kind of get over. Right? There is this sort of, and I think I, I think one source of the problem. I'm not going to say it's all the problem. I think one source of the problem is that. In my experience, women women love to be, they, they claim, I'm not going to say it all, so I'm going to truly try not to generalize this. I'm just going to use this as my experience, right? You can say whether they lied or not, that's fine, but I cannot determine that because it's from my, my perspective, all right? So, here's what, what, what we're going to do. I'm going to just say from my experience, and I'm just going to take their word as their word. Okay, so from my experience Women have always told me that they rather prefer to be friends first And then, you know, if it goes there, it goes there Right? Okay Now, I speculate Why is that a problem? Well, and some people be like, well it shouldn't be a problem Well, the thing is How do most people base their friendships off of, right? And this is where I'm going to expose the gap, okay? I'm going to expose the gap in some sense, right? We tend to make connections with people and become friends with people because we share some kind of commonality with them, right? We realize that they like the same shows that we watch, and so we can have a sort of... uh, Conversation about it. We realize that they also hate the same people that we hate. They, we they they realize that, you know, we like playing the same video games. So let's hang out and play the same video games. Let's talk about the same people that we don't like. Let's um, let's listen to the music. Let's go to a concert of the the favorite artist that we all like. see. There's an established commonality, and that and that is, and that is the. For the most part, how friendships are sort of made, right? There is this sort of commonality. And and the reason why I said that's a problem is because I think when it comes to dating or actual relationships, people don't want, it seems. Again, I'm always speaking from my experience. So your other experiences are just as valid, but I'm just kind of doing a, a more phenomenological approach here from just my experience, because that's all I can do. And, and also from, you know, my conversations with other people and, and so on. So in a sense, it's my experience and other experiences that I've heard from other people. So so that's my my premise of that. But anyways, to continue on, you see that this commonality problem Yeah, that's what I'm gonna call it. A commonality problem is that when there's a difference, it seems like it doesn't. We don't want to reconcile that difference, right? Or we don't. We're not comfortable with the gap of differences, and that's. And I think that is what's an issue. You know. I think really, that's what's an issue with, with dating, with relationships, is that there's this gap, and people don't want they don't want a gap. right? They want to fill in the gap. They want to close the gap. And, and to me, that, that is actually a source of many problems, actually. You know a source of maybe why people can't find a partner, a source of why people can't be in relationships for a long time there's that that gap and it's it's so reflective too because even the person trying to not be alone already feels a gap within themselves and yet when the relationship actually shows that there's a gap. They can't they can't accept it because it reminds them in a sense of a gap within themselves. Right? It becomes reflective of this gap within themselves. And I think that's very important to acknowledge when we look at it this way. Now of course I, I really want to push aside you know the 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 extreme examples like abuse and and so on you know those are those are those are i'm talking about sort of just normal normal day-to-day dating and so on and interactions right without these you know unfortunate cases of like abuse and manipulation and so on but but you know, there is something to say about those because in some sense those are a very neurotic gap, right? That the person is trying to fill, right? Especially when the other person wants you to obey them and and be something for them, right? It's no longer actually what what's abusive about especially physical abuse is that well see what happens here is that they have the image, but what's even worse is they go past the image. They actually make the physical person comport to the image, like in a physical level, right? You don't, you don't obey the image, bam, you get hit. You have to submit to the image that I have imposed upon you, right? So it, it, it becomes exaggerated, and it, it's actually even more neurotic than ever in that sense. And, and the same thing with manipulation except they rather not like physically um, comport you into the image but they rather instead from a distance just pull the strings so that we you can fall back into the image Um, and this is also in a sense uh, (laughs) it is a neurotic response and so and we you know the danger is that we're always responding but we're never responding to the real person you know and and that's the whole premise of why i'm talking about this and 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 you and you you can feel this because you feel pain and you feel anxiety and you feel suffering and it's because we're not talking to people we're talking to images but anyways i'll i'll leave it there i think i've talked long enough